Good morning, I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm happy to be here on day 277, 1 Corinthians chapter 5 is our passage on tap today. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word and thank you for day by day this journey through your word that has been a blessing an enrichment to our lives as we grow in knowledge and understanding. May we grow in wisdom and love for you. Father, shape us to be more like Christ by your Holy Spirit in this time that we spend together in your word today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that is not even tolerated among pagans. For a man has his father's wife, and you are arrogant. Ought you not rather to mourn? Let him who has done this be removed from among you. For though absent in body, I am present in spirit, and as if present, I have already pronounced judgment on the one who did such a thing. When you are assembled, In the name of the Lord Jesus, and my spirit is present with the power of the Lord Jesus, you are to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Cleanse out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you really are unleavened. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate the festival, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world, or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters, since then you would need to go out of the world. But I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother. If he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed, or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler, not even to eat with such a one. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside. Purge the evil person from among you. That is 1 Corinthians chapter 5 in the English Standard Version. So there's big problems in the church in Corinth. There's division, there's a party spirit, there's a tolerance of gross sexual immorality, and Paul is pleading with them to live as befits the gospel. And this passage also helps us, since we're in Deuteronomy and we've been going through the Old Testament, this passage is one of the key passages that helps us to understand and process how we apply the law of Moses to the life of the church. It is set up as a standard in the law of Moses that a man is not permitted to sleep with his father's wife, that that is an abomination, and that he would be facing even the death penalty for that under the law of Moses. But in the Christian church, such a thing is still an abomination to God. The the moral aspect of it is still the same, but it's to be put out. Let him be removed from you. Let him who has done this be removed from among you. This is what we call church discipline, excommunication. The idea is if you have someone in your church 
who is engaging in gross, scandalous immorality and is unrepentant of it, they need to be removed, excommunicated, cut off from the communion of saints within the church. Now, the hope is that they will repent and be restored. And when we get to 2 Corinthians, we're going to read about, I believe it's the same man that we read about in 2 Corinthians, who does repent and who is restored. But Paul here is telling them, you should not tolerate such things. You should not, he says, you're arrogant. It appears that they're boasting at how grace-based and grace-filled their church is. That they would tolerate this. They would say, don't you see how loving we are? Don't you see how accepting we are? Don't you see how, how open we are? And Paul says, you shouldn't be open to gross immorality. You should mourn. And there are Christian churches today, churches that call themselves Christian, who are open to and receiving of and even celebratory toward gross sexual immorality, that which Paul, that which the Lord declares to be immoral. And some of those proclamations are in the law of Moses, but this proclamation would have been in the law of Moses too. You can't sleep with your father's wife. So homosexuality, homosexual practice, transgenderism, uh, those kinds of things, polyamorous relationships, those kinds of things are forbidden because they violate creational norms. They violate the fact that God made human beings, male and female, in his image for the lifetime covenant commitment of marriage. And that all these other things that come in to pollute and pervert and distort that should not be tolerated among God's people. The person can receive love and grace and be helped to repent. But the sin is something that they need to they need to be led out of, not celebrated, certainly not celebrated by the church. And so Paul talks about the need to carry out church discipline. And then in verse 6, he talks about how leaven leavens. And leaven is really a biblical image of influence. There is influence. Just a little bit of leaven can leaven the whole lump, tolerating a little bit of gross immorality. Say, well, it's only one guy. And yeah, he has his father's wife and that's not right. But the fact that the church is tolerating it, that little leaven can leaven the whole lump. And then it becomes well, sexual morality doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter how you live sexually as long as you love Jesus, as long as you're following him. What does it mean to follow him? Well, it just means to, you know, have warm, fuzzy feelings in your heart toward him, not to actually do what he says. But that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So letting that kind of thing in, this sort of cheap grace, easy believism, lawless Christianity, you know, grace is a celebration of immorality, this false perverse teaching, letting that into the church, it influences, it spreads. And Paul says, get rid of it. Get rid of it. We are to be unleavened. We in the church are to be unleavened. That means we are not to have the world's influence working its way through our congregations. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate the festival, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So here, Paul's taking these ceremonial aspects of the law and he's applying them spiritually to the church. 
Christ is our Passover lamb. The Passover lamb is a type of Christ. It's fulfilled in Christ. He takes our place. He bears the wrath of God because he has sacrificed himself for us. The wrath of God passes over us and we don't fall under condemnation. Praise the Lord. But that also means that we need to apply the rest of the Feast of Unleavened Bread spiritually to the church, and that is to get rid of fleshly influence, worldly influence, no malice, no evil, sincerity and truth, purely devoted to Christ. That's what we should be doing. This is not, some people have taken verse 8 as that all Christians should celebrate Passover. No, (laughs) that's not... That's not what this, let us therefore celebrate the festival. I've even seen that quoted. Let us therefore celebrate the festival. You know, we're supposed to keep Passover. That's not what Paul is saying. That's nowhere in the context here. And it would be a direct contradiction to other things that Paul says, where he says basically, well, some people celebrate feasts and festivals and some people don't, but it's not a big deal. You know, one does it, one doesn't do it. Don't let anyone judge you over that. Paul is not here giving us a commandment that we should celebrate Passover. He's giving us a commandment here that we should cleanse the church of sinful worldly influence and that we should be wholly dedicated to Christ in sincerity and truth. That is the fulfillment of Passover and of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. The Passover lamb's been sacrificed. Jesus has died. Now we're in the period of the Feast of Unleavened Bread being fulfilled, and that is get rid of the leaven influence of the world and stick with Christ. That's how we keep the festival. Well, what does that mean to have a pure church and to not have worldly influence and to not be uh, corrupted by leaven of malice and evil? Does that mean that we're not to associate at all with the sexually immoral people who are out in the world? Does that mean if we have a neighbor who is sexually immoral or a co-worker who is sexually immoral or someone in the community, that we should not have anything to do with them. We should just have nothing to do with them. Paul says, no, 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 no. The only way you'd be able to do that is if you were to go out of the world. Sexually immoral people, greedy, swindlers, idolaters, of course you find them in the world. That's the nature of the world. If you were going to avoid them, you'd have to, you'd have to go out of the world. So Paul is not saying we shouldn't have contact with them. In other words, how are we going to be salt and light if we don't have any contact with the rot and the darkness, right? Salt has to be in contact with the meat to be a preserving influence. It's got to get touched up against the, the, the decomposition to, in order to preserve. Light has to penetrate the darkness in order to have an effect. We have to associate with people in the world. What we should not do if we're going to celebrate the Festival of Unleavened Bread rightly, is we should not let this influence into the church. We should not allow someone who bears the name of brother and who's guilty of sexual immorality or greed or idolater or who is a reviler or drunkard or swindler, any of these kinds of scandalous, gross sins. Everybody's a sinner. Everybody struggles with sin. But if there's someone who is named by the name of Christ, and who's also named as a sexually immoral person, a greedy person, idolatrous person, a reviling person, a drunkard, a swindler, a con artist. Don't associate with them. Put them outside of the church if you can. Have nothing to do with them if you're not in a position to put them outside of the church. We are to be about the purity of the church, 
from the outside influence. Not, we're not about purifying the world right now. We're influencing the world, purifying the church. Influencing the world, purifying the church. Sometimes I think people get that the other way around. They're like trying to purify the world while tolerating gross immorality inside the church. That is the exact opposite of what Paul tells us to do here in 1 Corinthians 5. If Christ is our Passover lamb, then those who are under the blood, who are under the marking of the blood of the lamb, should get rid of all leaven. The, the Israelites didn't go out in the middle of the night and break into all the Egyptian homes and demand that they get rid of the leaven, but they made sure that they got rid of the leaven. You see, we need to follow Christ faithfully within his church so that we can be a powerful influence in the world. Let's pray. Father, make our hearts faithful to Christ by the power of your Holy Spirit more and more day by day. Help us to repent well, to reject the world and its influence, and to pursue Christ and his kingdom. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Tomorrow we'll be jumping back to Deuteronomy. Have a blessed day in the Lord.